You're listening to Around Comics, episode 108. Topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello. And Mr. Tom Caters. I'm sitting on the opposite side of the table, and my mojo is all mixed up. I know. I'm staring it is at a Scotty. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> we have, we're both leaning into a microphone now that was like a, singing harmony. <laughs> it's like Earth, Earth 3 around comics. Everything oh. is... Yeah, the same but opposite now. right now. We're like, doing a little sway. It's dream girls all oh. over again. Sitting in on the panel today is the current artist of the new X-Men, Mr. Hello, artist. My mojo is uh, well and fine. You're in your regular spot. Yeah, it's I'm just in my regular Tom spot. Tom and I have switched. I'm a, I'm a tall guy. I beat the shit out of people who try to get in on my spot. <laughs> well, folks, in just a couple moments, we're going to be talking with uh, one of the professors and a couple graduate doctor. students from the Savannah College of Art and Design. Do we call him doctor? Art. No, I don't believe he is a doctor. Oh. He, is, he is professor. Professor. Ger- professor Jeremy. Professor. professor. Is he like Professor X? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you in a wheelchair? Oh, shit, Are you bald? <laughs> and the crab goes foot quiet. In mouth, now. Yeah. Insert foot in mouth. Oh, so so we will be talking about the education of sequential art in just a couple moments. But first, I'd like to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship for free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend. My best friend sent me the Spider-Man omnibus last week. (laughs) Your new best friend. My new best friend. (laughs) God, it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend is a company. Cameron, <laughs> can you call me? Just like you pay for everything, you pay for friends. Yes. Dot sex. com, my friend. I haven't talked to my best friend. Dot com, my friend. Tech. Well, I usually talk to my. Right? Uh, I usually, goodness gracious! I usually talk to my friends at Dart Tower Comics and Collectibles. And no one uh, likes you here. Around Comics is recorded here every Friday at seven o'clock. It's located at forty-eight thirty-five Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you are in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. Eh. Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe. maybe. Just I mean, some people I wander in. It's like, ah, him again. We got Ted here. I love Ted. And he's wearing his Captain America. I think Ted even brought us beer tonight. What? He brought yeah. himself beer because he's going to get hammered. <laughs> wicked hammered. <laughs> Annihilated. You shit usually Ted. Ted usually like saunters in with a bottle of wine. So I'm like, man, Ooh, Ted's classic. ready to party tonight. So, and then we've got uh, Eric from uh, the Comfort Queers here. Cock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is a straight show. Is that on your business cards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a straight yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me and Scotty sing on the same side. Seems kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, speaking of kind of weird, hey, uh, the Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's long box of love. Each Thursday episode of Round Comics um, has a wonderfully mm-hmm. handcrafted webcomic from Brian Bowles. Check it out every Thursday at www.aroundcomics.com. And I would like to mention and give a big thanks to Brian Bowles. He uh, has requested uh, some time off from doing the Long Box of Two Love. Two ladies fired. <laughs> he can't quit. Yeah, so actually there He's will fired. not, there won't be a Long Box of Love for this episode. Yeah. Oh, Sal, you made Sal, me look Sal, like Sal, a dick reading that. No, 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 I don't know why he had to <laughs> Sal was questioning why I left nice. it in the notes, but yeah. It, it's I like the, a, did he request time off? Like, you guys pay him? Do you guys pay him? No. 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 Uh, no. Just tell him to fuck off, Brian. No. Well, no, it's... <laughs> Actually, that's kind, that's, kind, that's kind of that's kind of what he said. Scott. He's not a dick artist. He's a nice oh. artist. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm backing up my boy yeah. Brian. No, uh, we've really appreciated Brian doing it. He for did it so for long. He did it for a year. He did a, a mm-hmm. great job. What's he take it was time awesome. Off for? He's just busy. He's got other stuff going on. He's doing the uh, small press idol. He's got a, a book oh. that he's working on for that, and and some other stuff coming up. So curing cancer, maybe. And that's Sweet. slightly more important than than our show, not God, much. Yeah, but <laughs> not more important. So anyway, thank you yeah. so much, Brian yeah. Bowles. We we will of course have the long box of love, the, the archive, old, the archive, so you can go and, and the absolute editions coming out in San Diego. You know, I actually I, I did mention that we were interested in collecting them at some point. Can I do a fill in? Do, I'll do a fill in. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> fill in long do a box Greg of Land love. style. It's just like <laughs> magazine covers and. Mm. All right, Scotty, you heard it here first. Scotty Young, our new long box of love artist. Thank you, Scotty. Oh, a fill in. <laughs> a fill in. A fill well, in. I think we could get a month out of. We could get Scotty to do one. Tim Seeley could do one. Mike? Norton will make do one. I think we're breaking some exclusive contracts here. Whatever we're not did. paying them. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. Nice. <laughs> they can do anything for free. Oh, for uh, cancel my fill in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, you've already made an agreement. Uh, what's up? Oh, uh, and and also. Um, we want to mention our hero contest. Is I know it's we're still going on, or it are is? we just reading this to announce that the no, it's, it's this no is go. still going on. <laughs> it's uh, till the end of June. Till the end of June. The, the contest rules are simple: make a donation to uh, the Hero Initiative at heroinitiative.org, and send us an email at hero at aroundcomics.com, letting us know that you did. Uh, everyone that makes a don- donation is entered into a drawing that will take place at the end of June. The contest is being sponsored by InStockTrades.com, and they're including $100 in gift certificates, good for anything, at InStockTrades.com. In addition to the $50 gift certificate, <laughs> the first place winner will receive a prize pack, including a one-of-the-kind hardcover edition of Jeffrey Brown's I'm Going to Be Small, and an autographed Scotty Young sketchbook. Yeah! Yeah! They're and hard to get. Second yeah. prize. <laughs> I have thousands in my closet. <laughs> second prize uh, is a $50 gift certificate to InStockTrades.com. And I think we're going to be throwing some other stuff um, in. Yeah, other also. first prizes, I believe. Uh, oh, I know we've got uh, Mike Norton. Um, Handcuffed up. <laughs> he's uh, he sketched on the uh, uh, Fallen Sun, the Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah. Sketched, the Cap- Captain, uh, is he Captain America hugging Easy E in heaven? <laughs> Maybe. I think Chris Burnham mm. was gonna was gonna uh, do an Elephant Man sketch. <laughs> We're gonna twist some arms. <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> people who have uh, uh, already have donated, and we would like to thank in a special way with our voice, uh, Connor Egan. Fred if you Walsh, were here, Matt Bell, different. Trevor Pearson, Simon McDonald, Jonathan the Cursing Pastor Conrad, Matt Kramer, and 
Braxton Harrison. Thank you all for donating to Hero. Braxton's fake. I Bra- Bra- yeah, Braxton has the best name, yeah. and he made a don't say how much a big contribution to five thousand dollars. Not quite, not I'll quite that. No, but in in Chris's um, you know. Uh, Thread on the forum. Thread on the forum where he tried to not say what Braxton did. It was just like, Braxton's a hero! Hint, hint. And and so nobody knew what he did. And Braxton came on there and made up a story about how he like pulled some strippers out of a burning strip club. Yeah. And no one got that it was a joke. Everyone yeah. thought, like wanted I to see I the video. I said I pizza from not being eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Just to everyone. We, we have, to this point, we've raised almost $400 to benefit the Hero Initiative. So we are just a little over $100 away from my $500 goal. So what's what happens when we get the five hundred dollar goal? Balloon pizza party, (laughs) (laughs) ice cream, Bud Light for everyone. Oh, nice. Speaking of, (laughs) okay, guys, on to our main topic. For anyone who has an interest in the education of creating comics or is interested in pursuing a career in sequential arts, hell no. Today's episode <laughs> is for you. The Savannah College of Art and Design is one of the most prestigious design schools in the world, and among their many fields of study, they offer a program dedicated to sequential art, encompassing graphic novels, comic books, comic strips, children's books, and storyboards for animation and film. SCAD is one of the few institutions that offer both undergraduate and graduate degrees in this specialized field. Around Comics is happy to welcome Professor of Sequential Art, Jeremy Mullins, and graduate students, Mia Paluzzi and Jarrett Williams. So everyone, thanks for being on the show and welcome to Around Comics. Thanks, appreciate it. And, and I think I can speak for my two friends to the left and to the right, and we're just very thankful uh, guys are having us on the show and uh, put us on a forum and we just appreciate being y'all's guest. Let's set the scene. What type of chairs are you sitting in? (laughs) (laughs) What type of chairs are we sitting in? Are you sitting? Really comfy ones. Really, really plush, nice office comfy ones. Fucking art students. We're in like, you know, metal chairs and a plastic table in a comic shop. Are they they Aeron chairs? No. They they suck them. They they suck them. Well, guys, I, I tell you, let's uh, let's start with uh, the mm. actual program. Uh, Jeremy, you as the uh, the professor, can you tell us a little bit about the sequential art program at the Savannah College of Art and Design? Um, sure. Um, we have both uh, graduate and undergraduate programs of study. Um, it is part. Uh, our department is part of obviously a larger college, uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. It differs from like your your Center for Cartoon Studies or or your Kubert School, where not the sequential kids are not the only students on campus. I mean, you have you have film students and sculpture students and painting students and graphic design students. And and what's really cool is in addition to your sequential work, there's a really 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 strong foundation study that every student goes through. First and foremost, um, they'll, um, you know, in those kind of classes, that's where you'll master your anatomy, your, your color theory, your 2D design, your 3D design, um, your still life, um, master materials and techniques. So by the time that the students step into the, the major coursework for sequential art, um, all the raw skills that they need are 
www.edu, you can go through and see a very, very detailed uh, course listing of all the various courses that we offer. Um, and, and, you know, we have, you know, air show classes. I, I won't list all the classes for you. You guys can look that up on the web. But, you know, we have uh, just a large variety. We, You know, early ones are, you know, intro to sequential art, visual storytelling. Um, you know, from there, it'll, it'll get more uh, specialized backgrounds and props. Uh, and we have, you know, a superhero-specific class, a manga-specific class. Um, we just have a whole, uh, there's a great variety. So if you go to our website, you can see um, everything that we have to offer. Um, we have classes that are, that are just inking. Um, we have classes that are just uh, digital coloring and typography. Um, we get into all aspects of, of the comic book pr production process. And at the graduate level, um, the, graduate, the bulk of the graduate program are this, what we call grad studio classes. At the graduate level, we generally have people who are coming in that already have a degree from some other art discipline or, I mean, not always, but, but typically. Um, so they're of a more refined caliber, or not as, they've been professionals, a lot of them. And so most of the time they come in with a real strong sense of what they want to do. Um, a lot of the undergraduates come in, they're excited about comics, they like to read comics, but, you know, just like all of us when we go to college, uh, you know, once you get exposed to things, you find yourself taking, you know, a different path sometimes than you might expect. The graduate students come in pretty focused, and we want to give them the opportunity, you know, if they come in and say, hey, I really want to do what I need to do to create an, an original graphic novel and, and market it successfully. We want to give them the room and the flexibility to do that, but within our environment to where they can get feedback from, from fellow students and trained faculty and, um, you know, so we can help them through that process, but we want to make sure that, that they're able to do that. Um, but they also have required classes like the undergrads, like, uh, you know, required graduate scripting, graduate life drawing, um, some of those classes, but, but the prereqs are, 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 are not as numerous. How long has the uh, sequential art program been in existence? Um, the sequential art program's been in existence for about 15 years. I, I'm unfamiliar with the, I'm the new guy to the department, but uh, I don't know exactly how many years, but if I were to estimate somewhere in, like around 15 years, it was it was started by a guy uh, named Bob Pendarvis and, and another fellow named Mark Neese. And, uh, you know, Mark Neese, you know, wrote some Batman story. He's, he's the core uh He's the writer for our, or the professor for our writing classes, and um, you know he, he's done a lot of work. He's he has a graphic novel out now, Trailers, that won a Young Readers Award. Um, it's really good. Um, uh, Bristol Board Jungle was another one that NBN put out. Um, well, him and Bob started the department and founded it, and then it's just built up since then. I'm looking back at my own college experience. Do you have an equivalent of something like Rocks for Jocks, like the easy class that everyone takes? We had a class about um, dirt, and it was the one that all the football players took. I imagine you probably don't have uh, classes like that at your school, the one where everyone takes because they know they can get an A in it. 
I imagine it's more challenging. Um, you know, as a professor, I don't think it's fair for me to answer this. So. <laughs> is, this is this a question for Jarrett or Mia? This might be a question for Jarrett or, or Mia. I don't think we have classes like that. I mean, there, there are people who, you know, slack off, period. Um, that's just the type of people that they are. But I mean... But I don't, I don't think we actually have a class that, that you would call, like, an easy A. Um, yeah. I actually transferred into SCAD uh, for my undergrad degree. I'm a graduate now. And... Um, I don't remember there ever being an EVA class or a class even uh, my friends outside of the sequential department mentioned that we would take for, for like easy credit. Okay. Well, um, for Mia and then also, Jarrett, what has been your favorite class during your time at SCAD? Do you want to go first, Mia? Uh, sure. Um, actually, I think uh, exploring the narrative, um, which is one of our grad-level scripting classes, was um, one of my favorite classes. Uh, basically, any class I've taken with Mark has been one of my favorite classes, but um, I really enjoy writing, so, you know, and, and uh, those classes always have a really good rapport. But this, this last semester in Exploring the Narrative, um, we had a lot of great people in our grad class, and uh, I think it was one of the best writing classes I've ever sat through. We had a, a lot of um, camaraderie and a lot of good information passing between um, people, and uh, I think we ended up with some really good stories in that yeah, class. really good. Okay, you, Jarrett? I could think of two kind of off the top. Um, I took um, their professor Ray Goto's uh, class, um, storyboarding for animation. Oh, um, yeah. When I first came into the program, I was really trying to push like more of the mainstream style and um, like going for like that Marvel crowd, and it just really wasn't working for me. And um, that class really forced me to like simplify to like linear forms and just really, just really like tone things down a notch. And my style kind of worked its way out ever since that one class. And there was a second class I took. Um, when you're in grad, you take studio courses. And I took my first one, I believe, with uh, Professor Gildersleeve. And I got so much work done in that class, not just because of, like, they, but, I mean, everybody in my class was really, like, busting their balls to get some stuff done. And you work around some great artists, and it really, like, helps you grow, too. So I would say those two courses really helped me the most. I think we also have to mention uh, Dave Gildersleeve's background and structures class. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the best. Uh, technical classes I've taken at the school. Um, Dave's really good at uh, looking at your style, and he's just by looking at your style and your comics, he can tell you what you're doing wrong with your perspective um, and what would be more effective. I know um, I had a hard time with perspective before I took that class, and what David figured out was I have a really cartoony style, and I was actually trying to draw um, too realistically in the background. He, his big thing was, you know, draw your backgrounds like you draw your people, and uh, that class was just it helped leaps and downs to improve comics. Well, for both of you guys, what what sort of led you to uh, SCAD and and led you towards wanting to uh, to be in the comic industry? You want to go first with that? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've always been drawing comics since I was really really young, and I had to go to like traditional art school. Like I'm from New Orleans, so I went to the school there called uh, the New Orleans Center for the Creative Arts, and I couldn't draw comics at all, and so I would pretty much drawing like all of these traditional art type things during the day and at night I would just go home in my room and draw comics and so around the end of high school I was looking for somewhere I could go to where I could actually like learn about how to break into the industry where I could go and learn how to like actually like perfect the craft and learn about just the art of storytelling and SCAD was one of the few places that I found that not only were accredited but they were also willing to come to like New Orleans and talk to me like face 
you know, I've been into comics since I was a little kid, and I've been drawing comics, and they really seemed to fit for me because it was it was both uh, storytelling along with pictures, um, because one or the other never seems enough. And um, I remember I was in tenth grade, and I was really kind of floundering because I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do later in life with art and writing. And um, one of the scan representatives came to my high school in Dearborn, Michigan, and um, she mentioned she saw two of us in the back kind of drawing comics, and she said, "You know, we have a major for that." And it just kind of it struck me uh, at that time. I was like, "Wow, they actually have a major for drawing comics in college." And um, when I went and checked out the school, like my mom always says, it just seemed like a fit. And um, it took me a long time actually to get down to SCAD um, because I, I got sick right out of high school and I had to put off college. Um, but once I got down here, it was just amazing and it, it all worked out really well. Yeah, I'd imagine it had to feel like some, you know almost like a godsend because I know myself talking with guys like. Mike Norton, who, who's a friend of ours, and, and Scotty, I'm sure you can attest to this, too, is that, you know, like, when we were growing up, there was nowhere, really. I mean, there was right. a Qbert school existed, but other than that, you know, it was like your local colleges or, or even universities, it was life drawing and anatomy and stuff, but there was nowhere that taught you how to draw a comic, how to right. create a comic book. So I'd imagine it had to be, you know, just an amazing thing to be able to find a place that really could direct you in exactly what you're looking for. It really was, and I mean, it's, it was it was an amazing process to go through, just as you were acclimating to the classes. Um, I know I was sitting in, a, in our sequential art history, and I called my mom after our first test, and I told her, I was like, you know what, I just got asked questions about Batman for college credit, <laughs> and, uh, and it just made a lot of sense. I mean, it's, when you come in, you know, a lot, nobody, you know, takes you seriously when you're a kid and you say you want to draw comics. And when you come to SCAD, the nice thing is, is none of the professors question it. They they talk seriously about it with you. They treat it seriously, and it's it's you know it's not a joke to them, which is nice because it's not a joke to us. So. Yeah, I was well, gonna say, do you ever take a test that has like continuity questions? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, no, I think my favorite question was, who is the first superhero to ever wear tights? It was a Phantom, but <laughs> wow, nice. Look at the big brain on Mia. All right. <laughs> I'm John Byrne, and whenever I'm not boiling babies on the internet, I'm listening to Around Comics. Well, so talking to, uh, about uh, going back to Jeremy, and can I call you uh, Professor? Uh, <laughs> you, you can call me uh, Professor Mullins, or you can call me Professor Mullins. Either way, no, I'm just either, man. Call me Jeremy. Take call it Jeremy. easy. Uh, uh, just, don't, <laughs> just don't ever call me late for what, what led you to, uh, to SCAD? Well, um, I actually went to SCAD... Myself, I, I went into the grad program. Uh, I, I did a comic strip for uh, Alt Weekly down in Florida for about three years. Uh, then I moved along and I became a political cartoonist uh, for the Boca Raton News in, in South Florida. I did that uh, right around a year, and it was a good job. It, it was definitely a good opportunity for someone as young as I was at the time. Uh, the you know political cartoonists tend to be you know, kind of an older crowd, but, you know, day after day, I've, al I've always been interested in world events, but, like, day after day after day, when you're just seeing, um, you know, what's going on in the world and, and, and you know, pretty much all the bad stuff that's going on in the world, I, I, I've always read comics, uh, and, I, and I just started thinking, wow, it, it might be nice to be proactive instead of waiting for the world to do something and then kind of commenting on it. It might be nice to tell a story, and I was approaching uh, the final year of, of college, 
And uh, I found SCAD randomly on the internet. Uh, well, actually, I found a, a site, a website with some work of one of the students, and then I noticed that he had graduated from SCAD with a degree in sequential art, and that was the first I'd ever heard about that. And so I emailed him, and then uh, I contacted the department and drove to Savannah and took a tour, and, and that's what led me here. Um, so, uh, I mean, it was definitely the fact that it was accredited uh, was was really cool because uh, I always had the intention of becoming a professor. I always thought that I would become an art history professor because, uh, you know, at the time I didn't think that you could become a sequential art professor. But uh, but I always wanted to teach and I always wanted to be in the university setting and and I, I just count myself very fortunate uh, to to have come across SCAD. So whenever people ask you what you do for a living, do you tell them that you teach people how to make comic books? <laughs> How do they respond? Ha ha. Uh, no. Well, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. Sometimes I come across as pretty serious dude, so uh, I, it, I, they're polite. I, I don't get a whole lot of laughing or scoffing. Um, I, and I, and I, don't, I think I don't get as much static as, as maybe some, some more of the traditional cartoonists because I get to attach the word web to it, you know, and, and every, I think people are still mystified by the web. It's like this you know, great almighty Oz that, that is this magical thing that, that, you know, you can't fathom how it works or something. And uh, so I think I get a little cred there with the norms. But, um, you know, there's there's a big trend, and, and I see it in our department. When I was in school, we were like 90% male, and everybody there was drawing superhero comics. And now I look across the department and the student body, and, you know, the superhero crowd's there. They're still there in big numbers, and, I'm, and it's awesome that they're there. But also in big numbers are our young women who who are drawn, uh, you know. And in my opinion, they make excellent students. Uh, you know, the difference between a 21-year-old male and a 20-year-old female is, is big. Mm-hmm. And uh, they pay attention. <laughs> if it, no offense. <laughs> but in my teaching experience, the females tend to pay attention a little bit more. Um but uh, we have just some terrific students that do, you know, everything from indie autobiographical. We're, we're getting a great crop of, of web cartoonists coming up, doing a lot of journal comics, um, getting their stuff out there, uh, you know, people doing stuff, uh, like I said, for manga. And, and we're getting a lot of storyboard, people who are coming in very, very serious about the profession of, of storyboarding. And so it, it's a much more diverse place than it used to be. Well, as far as like diversity, and I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. As far as you know, your your group of students that are there, we see from comic book fans just out in general populace that there are divisions of I'm a Marvel guy or I'm a DC guy or I only read independents. Do you have kind of those those groups at SCAD in in your students and or faculty? Do you have the superhero set and then the independent? fans, or does everyone really kind of integrate kind of all of the, the different genres? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let, let, uh, let Jared and Mia address the students, and I'll address the faculty. Is that fair? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead, guys. Well, student-wise, you definitely have a, you have the indie crowd, um, you have the main crowd, you have the mainstream crowd, and I, I mean, when I first got to the school, it was definitely, um, it seemed more apparent that the mainstream crowd was a little bit larger number, like I've been at for over like five years now. Like
we're, we're definitely not like segregated by what we read and if anything else we're tending to get a lot of mixed groups like you're saying like we have like maybe an indie mainstream or an indie manga but um, we all you know it, it's definitely mixed now to the point that it's sort of even numbers It's like skateboarders versus rollerbladers. Everybody picks on the emo kids. We we see in our listeners in the last year, year and a half, that a lot of people are are just fans of comics and good comics. And while they may have grown up on superhero comics, they're they're very open to reading independence and and vice versa. So you know, it's interesting to see what it's like in an educational environment like that. Uh, Jeremy, uh, how about the faculty? You got any like Batman will beat up Spider Man arguments or anything like that? (laughs) Scotty's wheelhouse now because he's been turning us on to European, not even I wouldn't call them comics, but these great I collections. I would call them <laughs> yeah. comics. Tom would call them comics. I would call them um, things of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I, items from the heavens. Yeah, he he just dropped. Uh, Yeah, he, he just uh, he brought Black Sad in uh, a couple weeks ago and just blew us away. With it's that. beautiful, man. Uh, it was a yeah. it was a, whatever. Yeah, that it was wasn't that impressive. Yeah. Hey. Europeans are just really really good with world building. I mean that's I mean they just they're so strong with world building, and for a long time that was lagging a little bit. You know, especially in the early '90s 
Um, but now, you know, the students in their world building, it, they're, they're really getting that influence. I'm seeing traces of that in their work, you know. Well, one of the, one of the things I'm wondering is, you know, as, uh, as a teacher in these classes, you know, how do you come up with your programs or because there's been, there's really been such a, a really a void of educational material about how to create comics. I mean, you have a few Will Eisner books and you have some of the, you know, Kubert stuff, but overall there hasn't been a, a ton of material produced about the craft, about the craft of creating comic books. Is it based mostly on your own experiences? Do you look at those other works, or, or you know what what are you using? You know, or, and what is the uh, the other faculty members using to create their programs? Well, um, well, what's really cool is is actually there are a lot of books that have been coming out in the last few years on the craft of sequential art. I mean, everybody's you know pretty familiar with with Scott McCloud's book and his recent one, Making Comics. If if you're a, if you're listening and you're a young comic creator and and you you're starting to become serious about creating comics, definitely pick up McLeod's book. Uh, it's it's called Making Comics. It, it came out uh, you know last year and and so far it's it's very good. Uh, I would recommend that as as the first thing people check out. Um, our our faculty, where uh, there I uh, know uh, our chairman John Lowe is in the in the process of developing uh some technique books uh mark niece and bob Pendarvis, uh the the founders of the department they uh came out with a a book called the bristol board jungle uh you can check that out but you're right i mean compared with other disciplines like graphic design or film i mean there is a great disparity uh or disparity and mcleod's book uh reinventing comics was really good about making a case for, for web comics and, and why we should all, or why independent creators, you know, should consider that and, and move in that direction. But at the end of the book, it kind of left us hanging a little bit. Um, I know I read it and I was like super energized. I was like, great, how do I do it now? And uh, so we all, we, we find out how to do it. We break it down. And we have, when we create new classes, we have to, um, there's actually an arduous, kind of form that we have to go through and outline everything, but it, it's good. It's good that we have that because it provides the structure for developing a class. You know, what are the outcomes? What are the objectives? How are you going to attain those things? What 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 materials will the students produce to prove the, or, or to, to show mastery of the objectives of the class? And when you really work through that and uh, it, a class develops and then it goes to a curriculum committee who, you know, are career academics who have, you know, know, who can tell what works and what won't work, and they'll come back with suggestions, and and then uh, and then we'll make those, and then the class happens, and that's how it happens. Well, you teach web comics, and that's obviously something that's come onto the scene in the last decade. We, as, as comic fans, one of the things that we do is sit around and talk about where the industry is going and how it's changing, how uh, monthly monthly titles are switching over to trades and the influence of manga, uh, European comics, etc. Now, this is actually your guys' business. And from the educational side, do you, as faculty and students, try and forecast where the industry is going and plan out, you know, how you're going to enter your careers with that kind of forecasting of, of industry trends? Well, yeah, 
Yeah, well, to a degree, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't, and I don't think we would serve our students, um, and I don't think that we would continue to grow in numbers if we didn't. But I'd like to stress that first and foremost, our main goal in our department is good storytelling. That That is our number one goal. Kids come in, and we want to make them excellent visual storytellers. Um, we always have an eye out for you know, trends for, for, for growing areas or opportunities to grow, to grow. And that's, that's one good thing about, about our department being part of, of the Savannah College of Art and Design because they have the resources to allow us to develop classes, to allow us to hire expert faculty to come in and address these emerging concerns. Um, and it's, we're, you know, we, we definitely try to keep an eye out to the future. We keep an ear to the ground and, 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 and adjust the curriculum, you know, as the industry, as, as comics and how, as the creation of comics change. Well, if you need someone to do a uh, course on comic book podcasting, we work pretty cheap. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass that along, certainly. Um, just a second ago, you talked about us. Uh, you know, storytelling being your, you know, your end-all, be-all kind of goal of what you teach there. Uh, incorporating that, do you guys, uh, this could be for both of you, uh, or all of you guys, all three, all three of you, um, do you guys make students or do you, as students, ever take uh, acting classes or, or anything like that to incorporate into uh, the storytelling? I think in, in comics, sometimes that's one thing that definitely lacks a little bit is is not remembering that you're the acting that goes into on top of the craft of actually drawing figures. So do you guys actually, do students get the chance to actually take those classes or do you, do you encourage them in any way? Um, they can take those classes through the, uh, the theater department. We're not specifically encouraged because a lot of times it happens in class. I know especially in like Bob and Darvis's class, um, Bob brings in models um, for like costume modeling. And a lot of times what he'll do is he'll make the students get up uh, like one at a time and he'll make them act out something with the model so that everyone can draw um, and, and also have a turn um, up on stage sort of a thing so that they know what it's like to both be drawing and to be acting it out because I know Bob in particular is one that's um, uh, very vocal about being the actor and the, you know, the person behind the stage. Um, I'm from a little bit of an unusual situation in that my mom made me take acting lessons when I was little because I was so shy and uh so, like, I naturally do it now. Even when I'm writing, I tend to, like, act it out at my computer. And I know there's a lot of people who do that in the department, and we all laugh about it and are kind of quiet, but um, you do tend to pick that up by the time you're a senior. And I know a lot of people now in the department who tend to act out their scenes, um, you know, on their own. <laughs> I know we have that room that's full of, like, weapons. And yeah. Like, I remember when I was taking Paul Hudson's class, um, his conceptual class, and I was holding an act that I was trying to draw in my comic. And I mean, once you actually hold it, the way you draw it is totally different because you realize the weight, the physics involved with it. And like, just, I mean, you do have those opportunities to like, yeah. drive new things out and see how things feel. And I think that's, that's one of those things that when like, when you are sitting in class and you're like, well, how does somebody hold this? Right away, our professors are like, well, why don't you get up and do it? And we go, go down and grab like a weapon from the weapons closet or, you know, whatever. Right. And, grab uh, an axe. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I said a Claymore asshole. I do that at home. I, I, scimitar. I do that at home all the time, but you know, it has nothing to do with comics. <laughs> These are cheap imitations. We get like the actual like stuff. Like our, our, I mean, we have a suit of 18th century German armor. 
difficult it might be to move around in, in, in 18th century German armor, but but what you fail to realize is that the chainmail and the armor itself, that weight is distributed equally all over your body, and there's actually, you're surprisingly, you can move around a lot more than you thought you could. Right. And, uh, you know, to where so I might, might have before drawn a knight or whatever, you know, moving almost like robot-like or, or very stiff, uh, you, you can kind of learn that, you know, what the range of motion is, where, how they, in, in what ways can they move quickly, and then what ways are they constrained because you've actually had the armor on and you've actually got to hack at the ground or a tree with a sword, and, and it, it's really cool. Yeah, it helps with your LARPing, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a, uh, this is another quick one on the class, uh, on the class side. You, you offer classes on inking, like just on inking? Yeah. Now, is there a drawing prerequisite before you go into the inking class? Yeah, our, 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 uh, our curriculum's pretty, like, guided. Obviously, like, like most colleges, you have 100, 200, 300, 400 level courses, and before you can progress and, and go on to, to, you know, higher level courses, you have to have the prereqs. Right. And so... Um, actually, Pencil and Inking 1 and 2 are actually some of our later courses in the curriculum. And they, um, they come before the advanced thinking class, which is just thinking. So you have you have a foundation to build upon by the time that you get to the inking class. So there is a drawing foundation before you start to learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Absolutely. Now, we, we've talked... There's, there's a, not only just drawing, but like storytelling, pacing, perspective, um, you know, all before you, all of that comes before you even think about finishes or applying digital color or the typography. Do you have a class on lettering? Um, I just took that class uh, last semester. Um, it was taught by um, um, Professor Duncan. Uh, yeah, he did this comment a little head hot. Yeah, it was um, a really good class because not only taught you like basic typography, but how to pretty much hand letter like and do all your like sound effects like hand letter and how to incorporate word balloons to the pages and make it so so it doesn't look like cause I know sometimes digital lettering can look kind of choppy and separate from the art. So I mean, just to have a hand lettering class, it was awkward once. And I'm hoping they do it again. Yeah, they said he's gonna do it, but again, like to show like how we're looking at market trends and stuff, mm -hmm. along with thinking about everything else. Um, that was primarily a hand lettering class, but I know. Uh, Dave took um, Dave took one of the tutorials that Matt Rosano, another student in our department who's a professional right now, uh, wrote about doing digital lettering to make it look like hand lettering, and he incorporated that into his classes as well, so that you kind of get it from all sides. So it was it was really nice. That lettering class was really yeah, good. It was a great class. Great. Well, we got some uh, we have some forum posts. I know you guys uh, were nice enough to come on the forum uh, earlier this week and answer some of the questions. But for people that may not uh, come to our forum, we wanted to ask you some of these these questions from our from uh, the forum members. So we'll start with uh, G Dog. He said, uh, "Do you teach students the basics of videography? Uh, far too often, I read comics that ignore film and th video theory, including axis crossing, match action, match action, and other." Uh, compositional rules, it makes the action harder for me to follow and reduces my enjoyment of the book. So, uh, do you, is there any uh, videography or film type uh, cinematography classes that are required or incorporated into the program? Uh, yes, actually, um, we don't specifically have like a videography class where we go around with a camera, um, but what all of the professors do, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's almost everybody, 
we uh, we do have required text for each of the classes, and um, from scripting to like pen and ink, and uh, and even some of the very specific classes, there's always some kind of a film book that is incorporated into the class. Um, pen and ink one, we actually handle a lot of the storytelling in terms of um, film shots and how you would look at it. Like if you were if you were filming a movie, how would you do the scene? Um, and they, we tend to do it, because we focus so much on storytelling, we tend to incorporate uh, cinematography in, even if we're not carrying around the camera. Um, even our scripting, we think about it in terms of, of movie scenes and that. How would you get this across if you had a camera? And then how are you going to translate that onto the page? So, yes, we do do that in all of our classes. Great. Uh, Braxton, who's also a Georgia resident. He has uh, a cool name, too. Yeah, Braxton Harrison. <laughs> Mr. Harrison. He Braxton says, is says, what I, I call him. He says, I see the sequential art building for SCAD every time I visit Savannah. I'm really looking forward to this episode, though I can't really think of any good questions. Mm. Oh, yeah. Are there, are there many <laughs> students over the age of 30 in attendance? Yes. There are, actually. Like, I, I know... Um, a lot of my buddies, like I know I played on the forum, but I have a buddy who's a bartender who's 30. I have another friend who's like in his 50s. Um, a bunch of people about you, like dads and moms. Yeah, we have a lot of yeah. dads. Do you sell shirts that say scad dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you should. And if you do, if you, you owe me money. If you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you, so yeah. you do have non-traditional students at, at scad. Okay. Well, on, Based on age. On the professor end, are all your professors were they working or are they currently working professionals or like what kind what where what's the background of the majority of the faculty of the sequential art program? Oh well, okay, I, I can tell you. Uh, I mean, you don't have to give me a, a detailed history of every faculty member unless they're hot. Uh, <laughs> well, there's there's like a lot of you know a lot of our faculty obviously are currently working on projects. Um, uh, actually, I'll start out by talking about Paul Hudson. I mean, there's a lot of myth and legend about Paul Hudson, but he's our, our main anatomy and our world-building guy and our, and our illustration guy. I mean, he worked for NASA. I mean, he was, like, top-level designer for NASA. And when he comes in with some of his personal pages, he'll be like, oh, wow, Paul, that's, like, a really cool spaceship you just drew. He'll look at you stone-faced and say, that's the way it'll be. <laughs> and it's, like, creepy. I mean, because that's the way it will be. Um, Disney snatched him right out of high school, and he designed a lot of the theme parks, essentially. And so in terms of world building, there's there's no one, I would think, more qualified than Paul Hudson. Um, we got a guy, Tom Lyle, who handles, like, the superhero class. He, he, he you know, he worked on Spider-Man for a while. Robin, um, uh, Mark Neese, again, he, he writes. He, he writes for, for all kinds of different things. His current graphic novel is Trailers. It just came out. He did it in conjunction with Julie Collins, who's another one of our professors who has, has a long um, professional illustration background. Um, Sean Crystal at our Atlanta campus, uh, he's working on a project right now with B. Clay Moore, uh, the guy who did Hawaiian Dick. Uh, he's working on a creator-owned project with him. He's also working on a graphic novel with uh, Andy Parks, uh, the guy from Astonishing Ant-Man. Both, but Claymore and Andy Parks are both bums. So tell them to... Yeah. to Chris could not wait to Fire those professors. There. Hi, this is Andy Parks. You are listening to Around Comics. Pat Quinn, who does just a, a, just a ton of work for Devil's Do, a lot of the G.I. Joe stuff. He did Captain Marvel, Gen 13. He did Phantom for a while. 
uh, Dave Duncan, he does uh, an, like this really cool indie comic, Pillowhead Todd. Um, uh, who else do we have? Oh, Paul, uh, John Lowe, our, our department chair, John Lowe, has inked everything under the sun, uh, Batman, Nightwing, uh, X-Books. He, again, Archie, he does he does a lot of stuff for Devil's Due as well. Um, one of our professors, uh, David Gildersleeve, he has a lot of fine art stuff. It's very interesting. Savannah... Uh, the city in, in which uh, you know our main campus is located is a really big arts community, art town. There's galleries everywhere, and he does these really, really just gorgeous. Just I mean, they're sequential and they tell a story, and they're they're awesome. But they're sold in galleries, and he it's just a real neat direction to take sequential art in. Um, uh, you know, uh, Bob and Darvis uh, is working on three screenplays currently. Um, One's an urban com- uh, comedy, one's a horror movie. Um, I don't think he can really talk about it because of non-disclosure stuff. Sure. Um, he works on an independent comic called Dr. Mittens, too. Dr. Mittens. Don't forget Dr. Mittens. Okay. And, uh, forget Dr. Mittens. So, so, yeah. So, do, do yes. You, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> you know, um, we're, we're actually uh, literally right around the corner from Devil's Do. Uh, do you know Michael Sullivan? Yes. He's one of our guys. I He's love one him. of our grads. Uh, he uh, and Sean Murphy gra- graduated from there as well, right? Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> he did Joker Year One, right? No, uh, Scarecrow Year One. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a good friend. Yeah, we're we're good friends with all the Devils Do guys and Mikey and uh, Sean and oh, Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley. Yeah, yeah, they're they're literally like yeah. a block and a half from here. I mean, so. our alumni. I mean, we've got just some really strong alumni. Like you know, I hear you guys talking about the Luna Brothers with Ultra and Girls. Uh, those guys came from uh, uh you know Hack Slash. If you guys talking about that a lot, Emily Stone. Obviously, we mentioned Michael Sullivan before. Uh, Ross Campbell, who did that Wet Moon graphic novel for Oni. Um, Lee Lowrich, who, uh, he colors everything under the sun. Uh, he's one of the best colorists out there. Joe Weissman? Works for, you know, Mike Howard, does all kind of stuff. Um, you know, we have uh, Kristen Donaldson from DMZ, does pencils and inks and working on that supermarket thing with Brian Woods. Um, Drew Wang and Eleanor Davis. Um, they're really exploding. Uh, Drew Wang's really famous in the webcomic circles, um, but they're getting work with Disney Adventures and, and Fantagraphics. Um, we get a lot of people who, we have a lot of students getting work with Tokyo Pop. Um, Christy Wieski and Heidi Arnold are two of the, uh, the big ones right now. Uh, Christy's got um, Replay coming out, and Heidi's doing the uh, comic adaptation for The Dark Crystal. And there's oh, also Eric sure. Reese who does the children's comic um uh, <laughs> All right, well, we've got a question from uh, Dave Wachter. Yeah, I have a little question. I was um, uh, uh, listening to uh, Indie Spinnerack podcast about three, four weeks ago, and they were up at the Center for Cartoon Studies and uh, talking to uh, students and professors there. And they made an interesting comparison between the Center for Cartoon Studies and the Kubert School, and I was kind of wondering where you guys fit in, in that the Kubert School is... Uh, sort of regarded as to, to prep the students for going into straight into a job with one of the big companies or working in a bullpen, essentially a trade school, whereas the Center for Cartoon Studies is more for people who want to really sort of study things academically, uh, maybe make their own books and, and come at it from an academic standpoint. And I was wondering where do you guys fit in on that and uh, like what kind of 
where's your focus? Are you more on towards one way or the other, or are you in between, or you know, what are you prepping your uh, students to do when they get out? Um, first, of, you know, first of all, like the Center for Cartoon Studies people, I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. Uh, James Sturm was one of my professors. Um, he was a big influence on me as an educator. Um, I definitely take a lot of cues from, from James. Uh, I was a classmate of Robin Chapman, and I, I think they're doing really good work up there. Um, as opposed to, like, if, if I understand your question correctly, uh, I think you're, you're saying that, you know, the Cuber School is kind of the quote-unquote superhero school, and then the Center for Cartoon Studies is a quote-unquote, you know, indie school, you know, you know, self-publishing kind of thing. Well, it would just be um, uh, sort of a comparison between a trade school, uh, which I right. think would be more of the Cubert School, as opposed to sort of an academic uh, a school. Well, I mean, we're definitely more of an academic school, certainly. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of opportunities, though, to make inroads into the business um, with our Editor's Day and our Comics Art Forum. Um, but let me let me address, I think, what I think your initial question was first, and then and then we'll get to those things. Um, we have the ability to encourage our students to pursue whatever direction they they choose to. We, you know, are a very large school, and we have a, a large faculty, and as trends and, and new genres and new avenues of sequential art emerge, we make sure we cover that. So um, we're not, I wouldn't, if someone, let's say, was very, very interested in doing syndicated comic strips, and they came to SCAD, I don't think that they would be disappointed because, or or feel that we were a manga school or a indie school or a you know superhero school. Um, I think we can enable anybody to do anything that they they want to do in the realm of sequential art. Well, uh, my next question is, is uh, to the students. Uh, what's what's sort of like campus life like at SCAD? Well, you know, good parties, uh, getting dudes. hammered, yeah. 90%. sausage <laughs> fest, baby. <laughs> Friday both night, so on, uh, <laughs> on campus anymore. Being grad students, we both live on one of the islands, and um, we tend to work a lot. When I did live on campus, though, it really wasn't party time. I mean, you have so many people just dedicated to what their craft is. Um, you know, it's pretty much nose to the grindstone. You can't, you can't really go outside in Savannah either. It's like hot as shit. You'll <laughs> pass out, right? <laughs> Fucking nasty down there. Oh, Jared, so Jared's, humid. Jared's from New Orleans, so he's used to it. Yeah. yeah. Where Where are you from, Mia? I'm from uh, Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, good lord. Yeah, yeah you're Midwestern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too It's too humid down there, isn't it? it yeah, it's, it's it's really humid down here, and uh, the biggest problem right now is that uh, we don't have air conditioning in our apartment. <laughs> oh. I it's thought you were going to say demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lost the Claymore from the sword room. And we, have, we don't have enough maps. <laughs> well, actually, me, me, our next question is for you, and it's from uh, Keith Cunningham, who's uh, an aspiring writer. And he says, my question is for Mia, would she like to draw my book? <laughs> no. He says, I'm serious. I, I get that a lot, actually. Um, uh, I'm going to have to pass because... Um, I, I have two contracts that are pending this week, or one of them's pending this week, and um, another one we can't talk about, 
it's a big deal, but we can't talk about it yet. <laughs> or the terrorists like, win. Can't you're, talk about the book that I'm going to be drawing. Um, you're previously engaged. By Iris Print to do um, a series called Skydrop. That'll be uh, out in their um, their monthly BL uh, magazine, BL Twist, that's coming out in January of 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't talk a lot about it right now, but the the creators are both uh, European and American, and um, I'm one of them. So, do do sorry, you guys really uh, do you guys teach a class in that in like not talking about stuff because every comic book artist or writer we get that all the time. I talk about everything. <laughs> you guys don't have shit to do. You just keep yeah. telling us. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait a month. No, the hype machine. I color um, uh, along with my boyfriend Matt Rosano. We color for uh, Studio 803 on top of that, and uh, we just finished our contract with them on a book called um, Coin Operated Boy. That was drawn by Red, Rob Gravy, one of the other guys that goes to SCAD here. And um, we just started our contract with them for a four-issue miniseries coloring a book called Miserable Dastards. And actually, when I go home tonight, I have to finish coloring the character concept art. So <laughs> we're, we're, we've been pretty busy, actually, this year. Our, la- our last uh, forum question is from Dan C., otherwise known as Paper Cut. Uh, and he said, uh, I guess I do have a question or two for Professor Mullins. Uh, or even me and Jared. I was curious to see if he's noticed any trends at SCAD in regards to what sequential art undergrads and grad students hope to pursue after they get their degree. Since the sequential art program covers a wide spectrum of careers, uh, blah, 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 uh, has there been any recognizable shifts over the years in what tracks people are following? Are more people coming into comics now than five or ten years ago, or has other areas of interest increased, like uh, have the ever-expanding video game industry brought in more game design hopefuls? That's a lot of questions. Yeah, there was a lot. It was a long question. Basically, what 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 Answer are the trends? Yes. What have the trends yeah. been uh, as far as what students are coming in interested in, and and, and as far as uh, uh, what people what tracks people are following? Well, I know, like personally, like I can speak on behalf of myself and a lot of my friends. Like I'm a big video game head, and so a lot of comics that I read tend to deal with video games. And when I draw, like when I draw Wonder Boy, I have all of those references in mind. And I also was big into uh, graphic novels and longer stories. And I noticed like a lot of a lot of my peers are really into telling like lengthy stories over like a series of time, as opposed to just um, uh, issues or monthly issues. Yeah. So that seems to be a big trend. Like right now, going towards just the graphic novel mindset of just cranking out pages and getting books out and telling. And as far as having like. Um like increases in people who are interested in doing this as a you know as like an academic career and then going on to a real career in comics or you know just a greater career in comics um we had the greatest number of grad students this year we had uh, i think 30 or 30 more come in in the fall quarter and that was bigger numbers than they've ever had in a department before yeah our, our graduate department has increased 100 percent um so and and our student you know our undergraduate student body increased 23 percent over last year um, so we're definitely, we're constantly growing and, and we, you know, we mentioned earlier that early on in the department, you know, a lot of superhero stuff, um, now just every genre of, of story, you know, under the sun, you know, there are people working on it. Jarrett's right. There, there are far more people taking on lengthier works. And, and I think that's a reflection of the department, you know, as it's grown and, and gotten, uh, you know, uh, you know, additional faculty with with industry experience, with 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 greater uh, you know storytelling experience. 
you know, we fine-tune the process and, and we can disseminate information to the students quicker, more efficiently, and they can absorb it quicker and more efficiently and, and then begin to apply it. Um, something new that we're seeing a lot more of is uh, web, car- web cartoonists. I have one student, uh, Kel McDonald. She's a 19-year-old. Um, she, she does very solid work. There, there are certainly people in the department that, that do greater work, but this girl is consistent and she's tenacious, uh, publishes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, consistently, never fails. And she has a readership of 9,000 9, on, on her site, which if, if you were to be an independent cartoonist and you were to try to publish uh, in the world of print, um, 10,000 is really big for an independent book, massive. And, and this 19-year-old student of mine, um, you know, kind of a mid-tier person, has 9,000 readers, um, and, you know, she's earning money as well. She's got better ads on her site that generate revenue, and, and when I was 19, um, I wasn't bringing in the cash that, that she, the real-world cash that she's bringing in at her age. Sorcery101.net, uh, you know, that's her site, uh, but, you know, there are a lot of a lot of students doing webcomics at, at SCAD now. It's, it's a growing, that's, that's a big change. I think one of the other things that you could count is a, um, kind of a, a new thing that's been coming up um, through the ranks is that uh, a lot of students aren't afraid to go out and, and self-publish, uh, whether it's through the web or through, like, Lulu.com. I mean, look at Jared. I mean, Jared's somebody who's exceptionally dedicated to uh, just producing his own comics. And, um, well, you know, we all send things out to editors and that. Um, Jared's put out, second Lunar Book, book is coming out this uh, summer, isn't it? August, uh, 220 pages of Lunar Blood Awesomeness. Yeah. And what was the first book? The first book was like 350, was 324, and that came out last August, so I could even see, like, with Scare, like, my, my pacing, my speed is getting better, and I think the quality of the second book is a lot better, too. Yeah, Luna Boy is a lot of fun. It's uh, I was going to commend you on that. You have a very, a very nice uh, brush style to your work. Um, we've got the the web address for uh, your web comic at the uh, at the website on uh, on our forum for actually for both of you. And uh, and I would definitely encourage everyone listening to check out Jarrett and Mia's work at their uh, at their web comics. You don't guys... ask them to do your book though. Yes, just They're don't. Busy. Yeah. Yes, don't email them. <laughs> don't email them. They're busy. <laughs> They've yes, got something have, coming out next month. I want to say that uh, our, wonder, our uh, webcomic Wonderland is actually drawn by my friend Chrissy Delk, who also drew our, uh, our graphic novel that just came out this last Wednesday, Paintings of You. Well, uh, you know, do you guys have any time to read comics at all? And if so, what are you reading? What, what, what are you checking out? What, yeah, do, you what like? do you like? Um, the only thing, I've, I'll be really honest, I haven't had a lot of time to keep up in comics right now just because of the, the writing constraints that I'm under. Um, but I do keep up with BPRD. Um, my friend Guy Davis draws it, and uh, I always love his artwork. And um, I, I just love the Hellboy series in general. And I think that book's a lot of fun. So I do try and keep up with that one. Can we have his number? We'd like to have him. Yeah, we actually show. want to talk to Guy. Yeah, just send us. <laughs> all right. You know, you know what? Just, uh, if you go to GuyDavisArtworks.com, um, all of his contact information is there, and Guy answers all his email personally. Okay. And he's a really nice guy. I'll yeah. tell him Mia sent us. Yeah, well, if, if we if we if we tell him that you sent us, we, we'll get him right. Because I want to talk to him about Sandman Mystery Theater myself. So. Oh, that was a great series. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about you, Jarrett? What do you uh, What do you read? You know, I, I you know I listen to your show quite a bit, and and I hear uh, when you have uh, artists and writers and guests on, and, and they're like, oh, well, I'm so busy, I don't I don't 
screw that. I don't know what's up with these people, how they can keep away from comics. I read every night at least two hours right before I go to bed. Um, I'm reading all kind of stuff. Um, the Scott Pilgrim uh, stuff, I had a student turn me on to that. Um, I, I just, you know, reading Jarrett's Lunar Boy stuff, obviously. My students work. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in addition to all that, I've just been, like, really into, like, the Jack Kirby fourth world stuff. I had this I had this dream the other night. Is about, it about the forever people? Because I had that dream too. World as a musical with like Judas Priest and Dragon Force music. And <laughs> what? ever since then, I've just been re- just hitting it hard again. Uh, so reading a lot of that. Um, you want a super cycle. Uh, both books that I can get my hands on. That that, that was just excellent. Um, Joe Sacco's Palestine I read recently. Um, really good. That's comics as journalism. Um and where, where I also work for a newspaper, you know, I can really appreciate where he's coming from with his work. Um, what else have I been reading lately? Oh, Luke Cage, Power Man, reading a lot of that. Uh, the old Gil Kane, Green Lantern stuff. Uh, now it's those showcase collections are coming out. I mean, and a lot of, sometimes the older, you know, DC art, I, I understand where they were at the time and stuff, but Gil Kane was really good. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just, like, just looking at how pretty the line work is. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, po- uh, Marvel post-Civil War. I have to tell you, I abandoned, abandoned Marvel for a while, um, for a long while. And, and and how things are after Civil War, you know, it's, it, there are cool characters again, you know? And so um, uh, I read a lot of web comics, uh, Softer World, uh, uh, Perry Bible Fellowship, um, Those are really good. Uh, Damien Five. There's a there's a European guy, Damien Five, who's probably the best web cartoonist out there, in my opinion. Do, do uh, you do you read New X Men? Do I read New X Men? Uh, I'll pick it up in the shop for Scotty's artwork. Okay. What's that? that? That doesn't mean I read the story. <laughs> Scotty heard his I name. Surely scan Scotty's work. I was really a big fan of the New Warrior stuff, like. Even without the skateboard? <laughs> good, good decision. I mean, I don't care who gave you crap about that. I, 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 tried, I tried to get rid of that fucking helmet on Nova, but nobody was having it. <laughs> and I wanted to warn you about the Green Lantern stuff. Uh, by the time they get to the third showcase, it'll be the part where Hal Jordan becomes an insurance claims adjuster. Right around issue 50. And, Costume balls. And that's that's what's so cool about looking at old comics. I mean you get a like a a look you know you know, what the I guess the 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 pop culture concept of what was important, you know, just it's just it's kinda like a history lesson. It's kinda weird. Well guys, are you are you gonna be uh, heading up to uh, the Heroes Con next week? I'll be there. I'll look forward to the two. Next weekend. Wait, come by and give me some money. (laughs) <laughs> that's Scotty this is Scotty you need to clear that up real quick Scott, Scotty, Scotty says come by my table and give me money <laughs> <laughs> yeah Scott we'll have a booth there I, I won't be with the team that's at Heroes Con but we, we've got a booth there and we've got five guys going up and you know they're doing instructional things and, and definitely stop by the table um, and check it out well, guys, it, is, it has been a lot of fun talking with you and finding out more about the Savannah College of Art and Design. 
Uh, thank you, first of all, uh, so much for listening to the show and contacting us. It was uh, it was really a, a treat for us to know that you listened to the show. And uh, it, was, it was very cool uh, for you guys to contact us, and, and so glad that you listened. And, and uh, absolutely, uh, you know, like I said before, I, I know you know when I was growing up and, and I wanted to be in comics, it didn't obviously. Oh, the sad story. The sad, I know the sad story. <laughs> I couldn't make it in comics. I will remember you. Know, you. you know, we, we don't discriminate. As Jared said, we don't discriminate based on age. It's never too late. Yeah, well, tell my wife and two kids that. I don't think it's going to happen. You're not seeing me here. There's, there's a guy, Anthony Fisher, in our department who's got a wife and three kids. And, don't make me feel so bad about my life. <laughs> What's wrong with kids? Come on, man up. Come on, cowboy up. Not happening. <laughs> hey, uh, as, soon as, bring, there, as soon as you bring the, the satellite school to Chicago, maybe we'll both think about it. It would be called oh, CAD. I mean, yeah, I mean, we have one in Atlanta it's now. Such a and cat. We have one in France, so hey. Hey, there you, you know, go. Maybe uh, we can catch a Cubs game. That would be awesome. Hey, uh, anytime. Hey, Jeremy, um, the only thing I'm going to ask you is that you come back next year with a couple more graduate students and we get an update on what is going on at the Savannah College of Art and Design Sequential Art Program? Uh, it would be my pleasure. I, I mean, I, any, any time that you guys call, I'll pick up the phone and, and I'll make sure I have students in tow. All right. What if it's during the two hours while you're reading? Can you still pick it up? Uh, I will put the comic book down for you guys. Wow. I don't know about that. And Mia and Jarrett, please do us a favor and keep us updated on your career paths and how things are working out for you. And please know that you're welcome anytime on Around Comics. Thank you. All right. Well, you guys, you have a wonderful evening, and thank you again so much for uh, spending your Friday night with us. We'd like to thank Jeremy, Mia, and Jarrett for sharing their evening with us. If you'd like to know more about the Savannah College of Art and Design, you can visit their website Scad. at www.scad.edu. You can also visit our forum and join in the conversation I'm about this episode dad. at aroundcomics.com. Yes, you can. All right. When it's up, when the forum, when the site's running. Yes. Well, no, that was all CBR. So. Can we still share a mic? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. you have your own mic. Oh, you have your own mic. Give me this. There's a, a few different ways that you can interact with Around Comics. One of those is our listener hotline. Death threats. Mr. Sal. <laughs> 1-888-65-GCAST. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Maybe. Hey, guys. It's Simon calling from Ottawa. I'm a little bit behind on this, but I just wanted to wish John all the best in his new job at the Knicks. Maybe sad not to have him in the Around Comics show, but at least we still have him in Word Balloon. Good job, John, and take care. It's very everybody sad. Is, yeah, everybody misses it's John. It's been very already. sad. Like, nobody's actually going, oh, yeah, good job. You know, you got a good job in the field something's going to pay you, you know? <laughs> They're all like, ooh, why? Uh, we we love John. Even, yeah, we do love John. I think and it's, and it's, it's great it's, for John that, yeah. you know, he's Hello, everybody. Oh, hello again. Yeah, we can't even do it. We've got to retire. It's just. I think it's It's nice that we have the very polite Canadian, which. Sends us a, a message yeah. about that. You know, 
proving once again that everyone from, from Canada is nice and polite. So thank you, Simon. Except those French Canadians. Yes, except unless you're from Quebec. Uh, another way to interact with the show is by sending us email. You can do that at infoaroundcomics.com, or you can email us personally at Chris, Sal, or Tom. Scotty. Yeah, why can't I get one? You you want one? You really want one? Hook it up. Don't you? All right, Scotty no, at aroundcomics.com. Okay. No, I'm, it's okay, set, it's, it's going to forward to your S K O T T I E. All I get. Is, oh no! All I get is junk mail. I do well, get a lot actually, of Cialis right. yes. ads. You know Viagra. If, if you do get a lot of that, cancel that shit. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't need it. Well, we do have uh, a couple emails you this week, it. Tom. No, you don't care what, what you want. One of them. Uh, I have. I found it. I'm. I'm here. I'm paying attention. Uh, there's no beating around the bush that you like Queen and Country, just like I do. And so I'm wondering. Is you have you been reading Valentine from Red Eye Press or Perfect Storm from Hero Street Press? Both books have a similar feeling as Queen and Country. They both have a female as a main character and both are assassins. I think if you don't know these books, you would like them. The publishing schedule is just as irregular as Queen and Country, so even in that, they are similar. I'm very much looking, uh, enjoying your show, which results in a lot more comics that I am spending my money on. Keep up the good work on the show. Greetings, Eric. Oyen Hassan. Yes, and yeah. that uh, email, I, I trimmed it down. Uh, he has either emailed before or was a frapper mapper. and Turned him down? And, and apparently we uh, mm. we butchered his name. So oh. It's, it's wow. I don't know how. It's really it's simple. It's Oyen, pretty much like Smith, right? Yeah. With like nine more letters. I think it's Oonhausen. <laughs> we'll just sign it as Eric. And you Oon, won't have Eric O. <laughs> Eric O. <laughs> All right, we have uh, another one that says, Hey, guys, listener from the UK here. Love the podcast and just wanted to say what a great job you're doing. I recently picked up Mouse Guard on your recommendation, so many thanks. Keep up the good work, and that is from Mechanics. And I believe we're going to be talking to uh, Mouse Guard creator David Peterson uh, some weeks. Really? Yeah. Sometime in the month of June. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, from Chris79. He said, uh, love the show, or maybe it's a she, I don't know. Uh, just got finished listening to episode 105 while at work. Scotty is a great addition to the show and usually has me laughing my ass off here at work. Keep the shows coming. So there you go, Scotty. A little, little love for you. He's little less little funny Scotty in love. person. They love me. Uh, you know, Everybody loves you know, um, love me. Someone in your position probably has a lot of time to set up fake email accounts. <laughs> Chris seventy nine. I would probably quote seventy nine. I wouldn't use that. <laughs> I wouldn't use that number. It's sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, baby. Because I'm a man. Because I eat raw ground beef. Right. Well, Scotty, why don't you uh, finish up our listener emails? Ooh, now you have to work. Really? Yes, you <clears throat> work for that money. It's because this one has my name in it too. It's shows getting better myself. and better all the time. Scotty Young is a fun slash unpolite addition to the crew. <laughs> fun slash. Unpolite. Too bad about Suntress. He didn't die. He had a <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> I will remember you. Uh, Norton should change that sketch from Captain America hugging Easy E to Captain America hugging <laughs> Suntress in heaven. Right. We don't hear as much from Word Balloon lately, and now he won't be on your show. Where's our weekly Suntress like we used to have? Sorry, that was all in caps. He pissed uh, off. I believe that uh, that, that John with the new job, <clears throat> which he's now. Settled into a routine, I would expect that you will hear at least four word balloons. And, and John will be back some some sometime. Yeah. It yeah. just won't be every week. Yeah, we'll be, dig him up and back. dust him off. He'll one be of back. These days. That's a great compliment, though. Fun slash unpolite. Although <laughs> that's yes. one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I've heard that Milton Berle described that one. Fun slash unpolite. I was gonna say that one other thing about John is uh, I, I know that he. 
He too is uh, regretting the fact that he can't show up every week because he keeps calling us every <laughs> other day. Yeah, it's either me or Chris. No. I talked to John twice today. <laughs> but, he calls me up. He's like, "Yeah, I uh, I watched the uh, the series finale of Life on Mars. I really liked he it." He called me. Like, All right, that's cool. <laughs> okay, <John>. goodbye. Right. <laughs> he called me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I washed my car today. And, uh, I want to uh, tell everybody to join our friends of the program. Go to aroundcomics.com where you can download and print out our LCS Challenge flyer. Ask your comic shop manager or owner if the displayed in the store if they do send us an email and we'll mention you and the store on the show as well as post it on our site become a friend of the program today come visit us at comic space or myspace or whatever website we don't even know about yet <laughs> that's comicspace.com slash around comics or myspace.com slash around comics don't assume Tom. you can uh, do my personal favorite and that is leaving us a review at the itunes music store Special thanks to Spencer Douglas, The Exclaimer, The Glass the Piano, <laughs> Adam uh, DeMars, and AJM Cinema. Yes. So, and, uh, the whole cinema? I, you, I believe so. If you want to tell us how good we are, you can go to the website, too. <laughs> There's plenty of ways yeah, to tell us how great ways. we are. You can tell us how bad we are, as well. Well, yeah. But don't. Don't, don't do that. Email check Scotty out, about yeah, that. Check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, opinions, sports scores, and political intrigue. And weather. Raw ground beef. The Cardinals are now in second place, just uh, six games behind the Brewers. Uh, that's something cool. they should be proud of. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah and four games under well, 500. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com. Uh, just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at Around Comics. Psych! <laughs> or not. Uh, and thank you thank you to InStock Trades for sponsoring this episode. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship for free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend. We are proud to help support the Euro Initiative. Euro creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809, but try not to call while they're recording a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. And please remember our hero initiative contest. Go be a hero. We are almost donate so guys like Scotty Young don't have to blow yeah. people for money in the parking lot. Damn. You don't I don't have to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> you made it big time, man. Later. Shit. In life. I thought it went X-Men, XJs, <laughs> then BJs. <laughs> Will you I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Jeremy Mullins. Don't let Mia your Pinsley, life. Jared Williams. Scotty Young. The ghost of John Suntress. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bob and Sal. Another Friday night wasted. Join us again on Monday for another full-length episode. Yeah, you poor bastards. In the meantime... In between time, we'll be everywhere in and around. Sam Suntress is crypt. <laughs> <laughs>
would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Is he a crossdresser? No, yes, no. he is. And Sweet. he also has a huge penis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's we dead. Some, we don't have that in common. I have big balls. But I'm sure in heaven it the rest of it. Yeah, it's average. <laughs>